What's goody, everybody? What's goody? I'm back, and I'm back with my tea of the day. Welcome back to episode 73. Tea of the day, And it's so good to be back. It's, I wanted to take a little week or two off to get my mind right, to just work on me, just live my everyday life, and, you know, kind of find me as I'm continuously doing. But I definitely didn't want to be the first one to do this one. And I had to do it because this show and this reunion was just so utterly special for me. Just to see that black people can work together, that black people can come back and still be so iconic, still be so angelic and so memorable and so impactful and just so important. Especially now, especially in 2020 with the year that we've had. We've been through a lot, y'all. 2020 has not been easy on us and we survived. You are a survivor. You have to look at it like that. But this reunion, as y'all know, had to be the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The reunion special. The hour, hour and 15 minute long reunion was everything. And... It really just warmed my heart just to see them go back to that set again, to see them relive the six seasons of the French Prince that they had and that they gave to us and how impactful it was for the culture, for black people, seeing different shades and, and sizes and just artistic visions on TV for me growing up. That was everything. That was important. That was a need. Like, Uncle Phil was my Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil was, like, the... He wasn't the star of the show, but he was... The... I can't even describe Uncle Phil. Like, he was emotional. He was passionate. He was soft-spoken, but not... The typical... Because he was big, you didn't feel like he was the aggressor. He wasn't aggressive. He wasn't the stereotype that people would put on him for being a bigger man. He was an artist at its finest. He really worked on his craft and he made sure that he knew. And a lot of the people came from like Broadway and stuff to be on the French Prince and just to see how impactful that the show was, the life lessons, the, the laughter, but then the crying and the the tearful scenes that we had. Trust me, when Will cried on that scene, when he really realized that his father didn't want him and wondered why his father didn't want him, and as the back and forth that they had throughout the seasons, where it's like, it may perceive that Uncle Phil didn't want him there because he would always say stuff like that and Will felt like maybe he doesn't want him here you should go back to Philly and X, Y, and Z. But their camaraderie, their that connection, them playing off of each other all those years really just showed how attached they was and how important that relationship was for the both of them. Like it helped Uncle Phil be more open and think of things differently than he normally would. 
because his, his family comes from money, but now you have this inner city kid that came from Philadelphia who had a completely different life. Now you have to alter yourself and understand and really visually see what he, what he grew up with. A year, year, his uncle, but he wasn't fully there throughout his whole life to help. But now you're standing in as a father figure, which is wonderful to see. Because a lot of, a lot of times and oftentimes in our community, we don't see that. We don't see another man standing up to help raise a man. Because it, it takes a village, but it really takes that dope brother, that dope man, to be able to raise a black man. It does. And then you have Hillary, and then you have Miss Ashley, and then you have Jeffrey, and then you have, of course, Carlton. And I loved Alfonso. Like, Alfonso is like the little brother you've always wanted. It's just, he doesn't even notice how funny he is. And I don't know if he's trying to be funny or if he's just naturally funny. You can't fully tell, but. It's like he was made to be Alfonso. He was, he is who he is, and he was made to be that. I'm just so ecstatic, and I was so happy, especially growing up, seeing Will and Carlton literally play off of each other. Like, of course, there was a script, but with them two, and then with Will and Uncle Phil, I don't think there was a script. I don't think it was much of a script. They was just literally having fun. And we seen it. And it was really having real life moments in front of our eyes. And we seen it. And I was so happy. I was happy to see them come back together for 30 years as a friend friend to Bel Air. 20 years? Yeah, 30 years as a first friend to Bel Air. That's crazy. Where have time gone? Like, I've, I'm 30. Like, it started. I'm 31, about to be 32. Like, it started during when I was born. It's crazy. Like, to, to, for me to live in the history of the first prince. Um, I loved, loved, loved Janet Ubert, the original Aunt Viv. I loved her for exactly who she was. She was unapologetic. She was a dark-skinned sister who knew who she was. She had size, but she had brains. She had money, but she was street smart, and she kept it real. And that's exactly what that show needed. And unfortunately, in season three, she got pregnant. And... That's where the change happened in the show. Then in season four, we got a whole new Amvid with lighter skin. And for me, I was confused at first. To me, I love Daphne. I love the, the, the newer Amvid. I love them both. But at the end of the day, for me, in my personal opinion, Janet was my Amvid. And I was so happy that they decided to, especially Will, Will decided to really end this feud that they've been having for years. And to see that play out in that reunion special, that was needed. I'm happy that he put his pride aside or he really realized 
she was a big part of the success of the show. We have to give our black women, our black queens, the flowers. And I'm happy he realized that he could not do a reunion without her. We are already doing it without Uncle Phil, because unfortunately he passed away. And that tribute was everything. That tribute definitely put me, brought me to tears. Just really reliving and seeing how powerful he was. And still is. It's just mind-boggling. It's just really touching. But to see them to sit down and really have that heart-to-heart, that deep conversation was everything for me. Her fully being able to talk and to explain to him what that what that was like for her. Getting a crappy deal for third season because she was pregnant. Telling her she can't go anywhere else because you can only do this. So now you're cutting into her pockets, which you never cut into before. And when she says, I, I can't accept this, you know, she's labeled as something. And for Will, him being young, he never stood up for her. No one stood up to defend her. So now she's labeled as an angry black woman. She's angry as, she's labeled as a bitch. She's angry, she's labeled as bitter. And that's tired, that's sad, and that's crazy that it was happening then it's still happening now look at Monique look at Nicki Minaj like look at all of these powerful influential black women who are being blackballed or who are being targeted because they're speaking their minds and they're not allowing the masses to sway them they're not allowing people to just mistreat them and they're standing up for themselves and they're standing up for the woman and the sisters behind them. If they have to take the 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 hits, they're gonna take it. Cause it's gonna help the next person. And I love that for them. But that was so powerful for her to really allow us and allow Will to feel her pain. And then ask him why? Why did you do this? Why did we go why did you go this far? And then for Will to just really just sit there and to take accountability for his actions. He didn't have to do that. And then for them to hug and embrace each other was touching. And when both Janet and Daphne met for the first time and they embraced each other. And it was like family. I loved that for them. We needed to see that. Like that was powerful on so many levels. Just to see how black is excellent. And yeah, we may have our problems, we may not have our issues, but we can come back, we can come together and it can be magical again. Cause the French match was magical. And we needed to see that for closure. We needed to see that, especially in 2020, especially of the year of forgiveness. We needed to see that, and I'm happy we was able to. I'm happy that both of them found resolve and found healing 
but they're not profitless. And then I'm happy that afterwards, and un- up until this day, Will Smith has done his own Red Table Talk, and he put himself on the table with a, uh, a therapist, I think. And he really started realizing his patterns, and his triggers, and stuff that might set him off, and stuff that might, this is why I am why I am, this is why I do what I do, this is why I allow what I allow. And it all starts from young, what we're trained or what we, we see, and then our mechanisms that we build up so we don't feel hurt, we take that through our adulthood, and we may not realize it until it's too late. But it's time for us to really start evaluating and checking in and just really noticing, like, I do this often. Why do I do this? Especially if this isn't working for me, clearly. Why am I continuously doing this? Why am I continuously putting myself in this predicament? Why am I continuously putting myself in this pain and this hurt and this agony? Why am I cutting myself? I'm blaming this person for cutting me, but I gave them the knife to cut me. I allowed them to do that. Because I wanted to feel accepted. I needed to feel accepted. And Will needed to feel accepted by James Avery, Uncle Phil. And he needed to feel accepted by Janet Ubert. There was an aunt Viv. Because these two individuals came from... Broadway came from this, came from that. They was extinguished actors and dancers and everything. Like they've been doing this for years. And for him to be so young to get his own show, he definitely wanted the approval of them to see or to show that he's doing a great job. And I'm not mad at that. But it's happy that I'm I'm happy that he realized he's doing those same patterns again. Because at first, he felt like she hated him, and then she felt like he hated her. And it's crazy, because they had the same feelings, similar experiences, but they still had the same nook and cranny feelings of wanting to be accepted, wanting to be wanted, wanting to feel protected. I'm happy that Will is at the age where he's able to be vulnerable. Because I love that for us black men. To see another black man just be as vulnerable and as open and honest as possible. As transparent. Because we don't see that that often. And that's the problem. With us, because it's quote unquote not masculine. It's that toxic masculine loving that I talked about before that's... That's... Fucking up a black man. That's fucking up our community. It's fucking up our culture. Like, we as black men are taught a certain way. And that's not the way. That may have been the way back in the 80s, the 70s, but that's not the way in 2000. That's not the way in 2020. That's not gonna be the way in 2021. We need to see our black men be vulnerable, have feelings, show our feelings, be able to express and articulate our words with our relationships, with the people we deal with, just in general, like, in your relationship, you have to tell your partner what you want. You have to tell in any relationship, what do I need? What do I want? You can no longer be silent. You can no longer just be okay because you can't cry. No, if something hurts you, you have to cry. You have to let it out. You have to have some type of release. 
and you do have to. There's no, oh, that's not what men do. It can't be that no more. Especially that scene with the most powerful scene on TV. One of the most powerful scenes I've seen in black television. And that was definitely one of my favorite episodes of the Will Smith show. Of the Fresh Prince. And that embrace. Because you don't really see men, especially black men, hug on TV or hug in general. That's a problem. But when they embrace each other, when they hug, when he cried on his shoulder, that was a moment. That was a moment that we'll never see again. And James brought that out of Will. Again, like, this was a very needed reunion. And I'm so happy we got it. I'm so happy we got closure. I'm so happy we seen the cast. And we cannot forget Jazz. <laughs> and we cannot forget little Nikki. He came back as a grown man and it was just so wonderful to see. Black does not crack. And we needed that for 2020. We needed some resolve, some happiness within this dark, dark year. Thank you for listening to episode 73. This was Kimi with my Kimi's tea of the day. Laters.